Hey, everybody. Hey, March Madness. Winning in Worship is our new series. Man, I, I'm still, I'm just still stuck, man. Uh, I'm trying to move out that worship relation series, Call to Worship. Man, we're in the third month already in a marvelous year. It's the year where God is going to release double upon us. We're in a season of worship. We create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in worship, in faith, and in family. That's our focus this year. We're worshiping and we're, we're, we're centering ourselves in those three areas, worship, family, and then faith. I want you to just take some time today and just pick up the phone, hit a shoot a text message, whatever you need to do, and say, hey, we're in the third month. It's all about winning in worship. How many of you want to know what it is to win in worship? God wants us to win every day. He wants us to go beyond. He wants us to take that extra mile where we understand that winning has everything to do with how God sees us in worship. You got to win in worship. How? Win through the struggle. Win through the pain. Win through the storms of life. However you need to win, allow it to be done in your worship. If you win in worship, God will win of the battle for you. The battle belongs to me, not you. Let's go. Hey everybody, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. Oh, tell me who can stand before us when we call on that great name. Oh, it's Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. We have the victory. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back through worship. They're restored back to their rightful place in you today. Father, let this moment in worship, moment in family, a moment in faith, cause us to win in our worship today. Father, let this be our prayer. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. Somebody say winning in worship. Part number one, part number one, week number one, let me fight this one. Let me fight this one. Winning in worship, I appreciate each and every one of you. I want you to go right to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. And we're going to settle right there at verse 13. And he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. In every battle, the overriding emotions that reach their limits of confusion and fear rest in the keen awareness of us being able to seek the face of the Lord, not allowing our emotions to overtake our spiritual awareness that God has everything under control will be key in the outcome of this battle. Keep in mind, every battle is never fought the same way. 
In our lesson on today, I would like to turn our attention towards an interactive worship conversation that leads us on a journey in how God rescues us from the battles that we were never meant to fight. I want to lead us, and God wants to lead us today through a worship interactive conversation, a journey where God says, let me fight this one. Can you just look at your virtual neighbor and, and say, will you let God fight this battle for us? If, you, if you're married, look at your boo, your bae, and say God wants to fight this one for us. I know we're in a fight in our marriage right now, but God wants to fight it. You, you're getting ready to do something stupid. You're getting ready to respond when God says, I, I, I want to fight this one for you. Uh, you're being persecuted. You're, you're being mistreated. God says, I want to fight this one for you. Remember, worship is a consecrated, relevant, created, intimate living moment that engages God and mankind. Can you say that with me? Worship is a consecrated, relevant, relevant created, intimate living moment that engages God and mankind. I simply want to talk to you today on the subject of winning in worship. Let me fight this one. Let me fight this one. We, we can see here in the text that uh, Jehoshaphat uh, receives news that three armies uh, are waiting on him. They're ready to fight they're, they're, they're ready to pick the fight. They're ready to destroy them. They're ready to take them out. Fear, anxiety, confusion, frustration arises in the land of the inhabitants of Judah, Jerusalem, uh, Judah, that, that nation, uh, where they are at that moment. And all they have is what they have. Sometimes when you're approached with the fight, all you have is what you got. I, I got my word. I, I, I got that one punch. I, I, I got that one, that one line that might take you out. I, I, all I have is just what I have. And they did not have enough to fight this battle. And, and King Jehoshaphat understood that. When we look at the story, we can see at the end, because I want to give you the end before I give you the middle part of what I'm going to talk about. At the end, they win. But sometimes in life, you got to go through some things to win. Sometimes in life, you got to back off so that you can win something that you might lose. Uh, I believe in this text, God was trying to, 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 to show and he wanted to show King Jehoshaphat and all those in his armies that were prepared to fight that I know that you're prepared to fight and I know that you would give your life and you would lose your life. But today I want you to kind of just lean back. I want you to just kind of lean on me. I just, I just want you to kind of trust me in this season that this battle that has been brought before you is a battle for me. But if I'm going to win the battle for you, I, I, I want you to allow this worship conversation to take you on a journey. I, I want to have some conversations with you in worship. I, I know that we're in, in a moment of worship now, but, but God speaks to you in the midst of a battle. 
God is speaking right now in the midst of the battle of depression, the battle of anxiety, the battle of suicide, that battle where you and I just simply want to just fight back. You want to throw the punches. I, I'm there right now. I'm, I'm fighting some personal battles in my life right now. I'm, I'm fighting some battles where I just have to step back and love and honor and, 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 and allow God to do what he wants to do on my behalf. If, if you and I are not able to do that, then we, we don't understand what it means to really win in our worship. He says that vengeance is mine, but you got to understand that God decides when he wants to take vengeance. I believe that we believe that every time somebody comes against us, that God is supposed to have his vengeance right then and there. I believe that in our worship conversations, God wants to tell us and he's showing us here, I've decided that enough is enough. Somebody say it. God has decided on my behalf, Gwen, that enough is enough today enough is enough. I, I need to fight this battle. Will you let me teach you some worship principles as I win this battle for you? And not only as I win the battle, but because I'm going to fight this battle, you're going to win the battle. And because they allow God to do it, they gain some things that they were not expecting to gain. They picked up some spoils where it took them three days to grab all of the spoil and the treasure of the enemy. The enemy was defeated and nobody ever had to enter the battle. They, they got right to the cliff where God told them where they would be at and everybody down in the, in the valley was dead because God allowed the enemy to turn on himself. Sometimes God wants to use what's coming against you against the enemy. He, he wants to turn the battle against your enemies. But it's going to take us to be taught some worship principles that will allow us to see God win on our behalf. Here we are. Worship teaches us to be, worship teaches us in this text to be reflective. It causes us to be responsible. It pushes us to remain responsive. Worship in this text is going to teach us what it means to be reflective, what it means to be responsible, and what it means to be responsive. God says to them, stand back, rest yourself, be steady, sober, and settle. Y'all know that's my new term. Stay steady, steady, sober, and steady and being settled. You gotta be steady, sober, and settled. In this lesson on today, I want to give you three worship principles that will help you and I win in our worship. Here we go. Number one, worship teaches us to be reflective for what God has done. We can see this occurring in verses six and seven, where it forces us to question God. They were forced. They were put in a situation where the situation forced them to question God. Verse number six, it says, are you not the God of the heavens? In the moment of a battle where, where, where you don't understand what's happening, where, where you don't understand what's going on, you don't know what to do, the first thing mama said is you pray. Before you respond, you pray. 
Come on now, before you step out and put your hands up uh, uh, to put hands on somebody else, uh, you pray. Uh, Freddie, before you go off, make sure you pray. I, 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 I just did not like to hear my father say, Freddie, now boy, you need to go pray. Pray for what? They laughing at me. They talking about you and they coming again. Hey, hey, pray, pray. In the moment that King Jehoshaphat received the news from his, his staff, his cabinet, he decided that he would not allow the fear to make him respond in a way that would damage the nation. So he was forced to be reflective. Come on now, situations in our life, worship conversations, will force us to be reflective on what God has already done for us. He says in verse number six, he begins to pray. Are you not the God of the heavens? Not only does it forces us to question God, but it forces us to remind God, did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this before your people and give it to your descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Verse number seven, you, you can see where this is going. This is why God is going to tell you, you need to stand down. You need to remain sober. You need to stay steady and you need to settle yourself in being reflective in what I have done. I know that they're talking about you. I know that they have surrounded your house. I know that they told you what they're going to do. We're going to take you out. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, 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 and three o'clock on Friday, it's going down and everybody's planning who's going to win the fight. And God says, I need you to stand down and be reflective. Come on now, that, that first moment where we engage God in the midst of a battle, we should bring ourselves to a reflective moment. What has God done for mama? What has he done for grandmama? And what is he going to do for me? They, they, they are forced. Sometimes your, your spirit will force you to question God. We were told when we were growing up, don't you ever question God. Who are you to question God? I get it. I get it right there. I, I totally understand it. But right here, uh, they question God. And they say, aren't you not the God of the heavens? So why are we in this situation? Uh, did you not already drive them out and give this land to your friend Abraham? So number one, God is trying to teach us that we should be reflective when a battle, when we are presented with a battle that doesn't belong to us. Number two, Worship causes us to be responsible for what God is saying. I, I really want you to settle right here and, and allow yourself to hear this. Uh, worship that causes us to be responsible, it is interpretive. It is informative and it is instructional. Interpretive that we should listen. Do not fear nor be dismayed in verse number 15, the B clause. He comes to him after Jehaziel the prophet rises up after they pray. And he says, God says, do not fear or be dismayed. In the moment of a battle, you've got to allow yourself to listen. God wants to speak to you in the moment where everything is pushing you against the wall. My back is against the wall. And it looks like it was over. 
but you made a way. How am I going to make a way? Don't fear or be dismayed. Worship that causes us to be responsible for what God is saying is interpretive, that we're able to interpret that God says don't fear nor be dismayed. Don't be knocked out. Don't be so driven in your emotions that you make a decision that you will regret. You cause a war when you don't have to cause a war. You start a fire when the fire was getting ready to be put out. Come on now. Worship is interpretive to the listening ear. Then we got it. Worship is informative for us to trust. In verse number 15, the C clause, he says, this battle is not yours, but it belongs to me. Come on. Will you let me fight for you? Can, can somebody just say that? Worship causes us to be responsible for what God is saying by allowing you and I in a worship conversation to have an interpretive ear that allows us to listen. Do not fear or be dismayed. God is informative in his in his, in his ability in the worship conversation to trust me, trust me, this battle is not yours. But not only is the worship conversation that causes us to be responsible for what God is saying, it's interpretive, it's informative, but it's instructional for us to obey. Station yourselves, come on now, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Right here, we've got to understand that worship teaches us to be reflective in a battle. Come on now. I haven't even got to the battle yet, but my mind says I'm going to pray. Come on now. Uh, I, I'm going to focus in on God. I'm going to remind God because I don't have enough to pay the bill anyway. I don't have enough gas to get down the street. I, I don't have enough food to survive, but I'm reminded that God said that he would never leave me nor forsake me. I am being reflective in the promises of God that no weapon formed against me will prosper and any tongue that rises up against me God will condemn it come on now you you got to be reflective but then worship causes us to be responsible come on now you just can't be out here running crazy and just making all type of decisions in your worship worship brings you and I to a mature place of responsibility that we're able to hear to trust and to obey what God is saying. What is he saying? Do not fear nor be dismayed, for this battle is not yours. I need you to just station yourself. Come on now. I need you to find a place in me. I need you to find a place in worship. Find a place in praise. Come on now. Find a place in thanksgiving. Station yourself. Stand and see with your own natural eyes. Come on now of the Lord and see the salvation of the Lord working on your behalf. Worship teaches us to be reflective. Worship causes us to be responsible to what God is saying. And then worship pushes us to remain responsive to what God is doing. Or can I just flip that to what God wants to do, Alicia? Come on now. Uh, God wants us uh, uh, to be responsible. He wants us to be reflective, but then God wants us. He wants us. He wants worship to push us to remain responsive 
responsive. Come on now. You can't be reflective. Come on now and think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you and allow your soul to cry out, hallelujah, I thank the Lord for saving my life. You cannot allow worship to cause you to be responsible where you are hearing, where you are trusting, and where you're obeying, and then you shut off the responsive part because you want to do it yourself. You want to fight your own battle. You don't want to wait. You're tired of waiting. You're tired of going through. But worship does what? It pushes us to remain responsive. Worship is a consecrated, relevant, created, living moment. This is a living moment. That's why worship has to be responsive, engaging, come on now, God giving and man receiving, man offering and God giving back, come on now, or God receiving, can I say that again? God giving and man receiving, man offering and God accepting, come on now, you, you got to be in a place where we are responsive, where we are responsible, where we are reflective, but how are we responsible? to what God is saying. We've got to be trustworthy. Come on now. God wants your worship to be in a place where it's trustworthy. Come on now. He says in verse number 20, the C clause, put your trust in the Lord and you will be established. I know I told you not to fight. I know I told you to keep your mouth closed. But if you can trust me enough, if you can put your trust in me, I will establish your feet. I will establish your name. I will establish you in power. I will establish you in authority. I will establish you with my favor, with my grace. I just need you to understand that you got to be responsive, trustworthy enough to put all your trust in me. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your path. I'm going to direct you not to fight, but I'm going to direct you to lift up your hands and put all of your trust in me in this worship conversation. Let me fight the battle. Worship that pushes us to remain responsive to what God is doing causes us to be profitable. Come on now. Uh, there is a profit right here. Profitable. Now, now, profitable. Come on now. Put your trust in his profits and you will succeed. Come on now. I, I believe that, that, that God is using me as, as the voice of your prophet today. That if you would be reflective. Come on now. If you would just simply remind God of what he's done. If you would just simply remind God of who he is to you. And who he's been to mama. And who he's been to daddy. If you would just be responsible to allow him to speak to you and you hear him say do not fear or be dismayed come on now if you would just allow him to be informative where he'll give you words of wisdom come on now this battle is not yours so stay away from that argument stay away from that battle don't fight that fight because if you fight that fight you're going to ruin a soul you're going to ruin a family you're going to ruin your marriage so sit your little do nothing down and allow me to fight this battle God says if you would just obey station stand and see the salvation of the Lord I'll push you to remain responsive and how are you going to remain responsive you're going to show me that you trust me enough to put all your trust in me when they're standing right down there talking about your mama I don't know anybody that's going to be quiet when they talking about your mama 
your mama this. Now, I know we crack mama jokes, but, but back in the day, if you said something about my mama, we was going to fight. Uh, you, you could say something about my daddy, you know what I'm saying, because nobody really cared, you know. Uh, but if you said something about my mama, you said something about my grandmama, you said something about my sister, we was going to fight. They're talking about their mama. They called Jehoshaphat out. They called him out, your mama this, uh, your grandmama this, uh, your daughter this. Uh, and they're standing there like, God, you're telling us to be quiet. God says, in this moment, will you live? Let me fight this battle. The end of the story says very clearly, the end of the story, it was an ongoing conversation in worship. Come on now. It, it was an ongoing conversation that brought about a reward of the enemy being destroyed and the recovering of treasure and spoils. Worship relations works and winning in worship works when there is a prepared and intentional space for God to abide in our life. Had Jehoshaphat not prayed, had Jehoshaphat not reminded God, had he not been reflective, had Jehaziel had not listened to tell them, let's be responsible, let's hear Let's trust and let's obey. Had Jehoshaphat not assembled the nation and said, no, I know we got the armies, but I need the praisers. Come on now. I need the worshipers to have a conversation now. I just had a conversation. And he said, if you would put all of your trust in me, I will establish you. If you will believe in the voice of my prophets, you will succeed and you will prosper. But many of us are trying to fight it by ourselves because we're tired of waiting. Worship, can I give it to you, is a waiting game. Just because you go today don't mean it's going to happen. Just because you go tomorrow. But if you could just stand, if you could just station yourself and see the salvation of the Lord, if you can just listen to uh, this battle, uh, if you could just listen, uh, don't fear or be dismayed. If you could just trust me, this is my battle. It's too much for you. I know that you're willing to fight the battle, but if you would just allow me to fight for you, everybody wins in worship. God says as you lift your hands, Will you let me fight for you? Will you let me fight that bankruptcy? Will you let me fight that repo? Will you let me fight that situation with the family member? Will you let me fight that situation with your coworker? Will, will you let me fight this situation? I get what you're saying. God, I'm tired of waiting, but he says it's not that you're just waiting. You're having a conversation with me, and I'm talking to you. You've reminded me of who I am. And now I want to show you that I'm exactly what you called me to be. I'm the healer. I am the deliverer. I am the God that I, that I am. I want to let you know that I want to fight this battle for you today. I need each and every one of you to understand that God says winning in worship has everything to do with him fighting the battle. God wants to fight. All he needs you to do is to be reflective, to be responsible, and to be responsive. This is our prayer. We win. You win. I win. Why? Because we create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. 
This is my prayer. May the Lord God bless and keep you. Amen. Winning in worship. God speaks to them through the prophet Jehaziel. Listen, all ye inhabitants of Judah. O king, understand that you're in a battle, but God says, do not fear. Don't be dismayed. For this battle is not yours, but it's gone. How do I win in worship from this point on? I learn to be reflective. Before I respond, before I can be responsive or be responsible in my worship, God wants me to be reflective. Before I open my mouth to respond, a soft answer turns away wrath. Slow to speak, quick to hear, as my father would always tell me. Learn to be reflective. I know it gets hard sometimes, I know it gets tough sometimes, but learn to be reflective. Reminding God, Jehoshaphat reminds God. He even questions God. Are you not the God of the heavens? Are, are, are you not the same God that, that, that drove these inhabitants out before and you gave this to your descendants, Abraham, who you call your friend forever? I'm not asking for a favor. I'm reminding you that you said that you would allow me to live off of what you've done already. You've already defeated the enemy on every hand. Not only does God want us to be reflective, but I, I want to encourage you to allow your worship to, to bring responsibility. That you're able to be responsible to hear God by listening. Don't fear. Don't be dismayed that you're able to trust him. He's informative. This battle doesn't belong to you. But then you're able to allow God to bring you to a place where he's instructional. He wants you to simply obey. Station yourself, stand, and see the salvation of the Lord. And then God wants you to be responsive. Let worship push you and I to be responsive. We're responsive because we trust that if we put all of our trust in him, that God is going to establish our name. He will establish our generations. He'll establish his name in our lives. He will establish victories for us where we won't have to name drop all of what we've done. Just simply say, God did it. And then God says, it'll be profitable for you. Believe in your prophet. Believe in your man of God today. Know that there's a grace on my life for worship. That God has shown me and he's took him, taken me through the storm. He's still taking me through. And these principles that, that, that are working today in my life and, and I'm still learning, they're going to work for you if you and I will become stronger and winning in our worship, our conversation as a church will allow us to continue to do what? To create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people will be restored back to their rightful place. Remember, worship is a consecrated, living, relevant, created moment that engages God. I'll see you next week, Winning in Worship, part number two. 
I appreciate you. Have a great day. Keep praying for us. I love you. Sow your seed. Offer your offering unto God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.